Where is my oil? Now we can just talk about whatever. <laughs> Where is my oil? My friend's coming over tonight and she's never seen the Goofy movie, so we're doing <gasps> a double feature. <laughs> I know. Isn't that tragic? I was like, girl, how have you never seen the Goofy movie? My oil is across the room. BRB. I almost feel like you should start with the second one because the first one's just so good. The second one is... I, I looked up about the second one. Apparently, you remember in the original when like the X games, like they crash into the X and it's on fire and like the X yeah. collapses. They apparently removed that part from like the TV because of the post 9-11 society oh, we're living in. I didn't and think about that. And I was like, well, that. that's insane. That's like in, in Lilo and Stitch, you know, when they're flying the spaceship around Hawaii. Oh, yeah. It was originally a Boeing <laughs> and it was like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because it's like. Stuff like that, I wouldn't have even thought of. Like, I found there's a list of songs that radios weren't allowed to play the day after 9-11 and stuff like that. Like, We Didn't Start the Fire was yeah. one of them. And it's Wait, what are we like, talking about? 9-11. Where does that literally walk away for a five seconds? I guess I'll have to listen to the recording. <laughs> Hey, welcome to Two Lacquered Ladies, the podcast about nail polish and nail art by the ladies who stream it. I'm Stephanie, aka Fanatic here on every social media platform that matters. I'm an unprofessional nail artist and I like to make fan art on my nails. Howdy, my name is Danny, and you can find me as Danny Shout online. I'm a science educator by day and a nail art hobbyist by night. On stream, I like to create scenes with themes on my nails. All right, welcome back, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to Two Lacquered <laughs> Ladies. Well, I cut off Danny <laughs> as as per usual, as is protocol. That's okay. How are you doing today, Danny? I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's been a good start to 2023. We're getting things done. We're moving forward. Um, ordering new polishes that I'm excited about. So yeah, how are you doing? Oh, you know, um, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm feeling really good. I had a really great stream yesterday. I did um, some Freddie loves Jason nails because we all know that. Like I, I said during the stream, and I'll say it again. I'll say it as many times as people will let me. <laughs> That uh, the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. Yes. And I really think that given the amount of fighting that Freddy Krueger and uh, Jason Voorhees do, there's got to be something there. There's got to be something that they're not telling us about. Uh, and so I had to I had to capture what I must assume is their torrid love affair <laughs> on my nails. Uh, and I did that. And I'm very, very happy with it. I ended up buying a stamping plate. I bought one that was like them cheapified. Yeah, they came out so cute. <laughs> Thank you. I also bought another stamping plate that was mostly not like slasher themed. And the only slashers it had on it were Freddy Krueger and Jason. But they had the names Freddy and Jason. Hmm. And that was basically the reason I bought it. So I wouldn't have to just like. <sighs> yes. And honestly worthwhile <laughs> uh and then last night nikki at nikki's nails uh she did her own version she wanted to make them bffs uh and i was like no they're in love and you know this and you can't you can't erase that from history and she ended up accidentally making it more loverly than she intended Oops. um which i you know she can't stop their love and now she knows that um but yeah please do check them out i actually think it looks a bit like 
a bit like Freddy wants them to be more than friends, but like Jason's kind of oblivious. Yeah, he's like, no, we're just best friends. I've never we're thought of you BFFs. any other way. Yeah. Yeah, and then on the Freddy Krueger <laughs> side, it's like XOXO, and he looks kind of like upset, and I'm like, Freddy, what a you tragedy. gotta stop chasing after him. <laughs> or tell him how you feel. He doesn't know. <laughs> Have <laughs> I ever told talk. you my Jason story? No! Okay, so uh, go ahead and get mad at me, audience. Leave a comment. Give us some content. Um, yeah, please. Never seen the movies. <laughs> But on my wedding night, so this would be Halloween 2020, the first Jason, like the the person who played the little boy in the first movie, he's apparently a rock star and was playing at this bar. And so we went to see the first Jason on my wedding night. And let me tell you, this man has the energy of all the rock stars combined. He was playing a guitar. He was rocking out. His hair was flying. It was probably one of the best shows i've ever seen and i've seen some pretty big names but i tell you what first jason if he's in your town go see him (laughs) it's awesome (laughs) okay yeah i don't know how you never told me that story i don't either (laughs) that's incredible yeah i didn't know how jason uh because jason's a little boy in the first one and then in Mm -hmm. every other one which i haven't seen i've only seen the first one He's like this big buff dude. And so I was asking Nikki, because that's her husband's like favorite movie series. Mm-hmm. I was like, what What happened to this corpse Muscle that turned him from little boy to big buff dude? <laughs> and I guess, spoiler alerts for, you know, 30 year old movies. I, I guess he didn't actually die. And his mom like took him to the woods and like bulked him up so he could go like mess up high school kids for years to come. And I'm like... <laughs> I have, lady, like, <laughs> the high school kids have way less of a problem than you. <laughs> like, you just needed, like, most parents would just switch schools. Most parents <laughs> would just take their son into the woods and turn him into a teenager killing machine. Oh my God. Um, but we all know Mrs. Voorhees is special. <laughs> um, she wanted so, to raise him like a bear, like nature intended, I guess. Like nature intended. <laughs> yeah, that's how you raise your Jason. You take him out. Um, I found out, I've been finding out a lot as I, I know we talked about the boy last time and we'll talk about the boy till I'm done. Okay. Um, I know that uh, there is a big, a big fan base for, uh, for Jason, for, for thinking that Jason is sexy. And um, for once, this isn't me. There are some among us. <laughs> there are some among us. <laughs> They look like regular people. <laughs> they look like regular people Walking with around. lovely nails um, <laughs> that are that are very attracted to Jason. Um, anyway, but not me for once. I I am with my, my I'm with my wall boy. Okay, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a one horror movie villain woman. Um, <laughs> I only need one. Um, okay. Anyway, so we have a really. <laughs> It's one of those days. Um, We have a really (laughs) special guest here today. Uh, As you probably know from the title of this episode, we have Mediocre Manny is with us. She recently came out and uh, hung out at my house for a bit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she's gay. Uh, Just so you all know. She's just been silently Um, eating her beef stick in the background this whole time. (laughs) She's been biting her time and biting her beef stick. I I actually Um, finished the beef stick. Well, it was not a huge beef stick. <laughs> Maybe you should get a huge beef stick and start over. It, it was it was only like eight inches. It was small. <laughs> oh, that's small for you. I see. Yeah. This oh. whole episode just gonna yeah. have to be one big sensor. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, uh, how are you doing today, Hillary? 
Um, just living my life, resenting the grocery store. Can I tell you a story about men living in the walls, though? Sure. Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> my this my greatest irrational fear because I, I I'm sure we all have rational fears, but my greatest mm-hmm. irrational one is that someone is going to be living in my home in my walls without me knowing. It happens, and it's been like. I know, I know. That's why I'm like, it freaks me out. I've read too many stories about it. And so when I moved to Japan for the second time, I was, I was moved into like teacher housing and I got this like subsidized three bedroom home, which is huge for like a Japan teacher. Like Mm -hmm. this property is pretty expensive. So I had this apartment, it was like three bedrooms and the closets are massive because they're designed so that you can fold up your futon every day mm. and put it in the closet. Mm-hmm. So there's there's so much space. They're like twice as deep as like a regular American closet, I would say. Mm. And this home had three closets like that. And I, I was so afraid that somebody was going to live in my closet <laughs> in Japan. That the first thing I did was like put as much stuff in all of the closets as I could so that there's no chance that a man could live in my home. Oh my God. I mean, good, good prepping. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, I was, I was scared. And, and like I, when I went and saw the boy in theaters, cause my boyfriend and I went and saw in theaters, I was like, this is my greatest fear. Why are we watching this movie? Cause no. I, not much gets me scared, but that does. And then I told my brother and sister, I was like, you guys have to see this, this movie. So scary. And they were like, Hillary, that was the dumbest thing we've ever watched. I've literally told people it's like not scary. I'm like, well, when a man lives in your walls, let's see if I help you out. Right? I was watching it with my mom and she was like, oh, this is going to happen. It's going to be really scary. And I literally just turned to her and I said, both of you do assume this movie ever gets scary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that movie was, the puppet just, it was so ugly. (laughs) Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing you got to understand about me and the boy is that that movie has given me Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> like, the first time I watched it, I was like, I was like, this is, this is, this, uh, the twist was wild, but like, this isn't a thing. And then like, I messaged Nikki and she was like, go check this side of the fandom. I promise I'm not in it. Um, and I just have then, to know about it. <laughs> I just happen to know about it. And I can recommend a 123 chapter long fanfic to you. Oh um, my God. That I just happen to read. read. Uh, yeah, it's, but it's good. Um, anyway, so like, and I went there and, um, and, and the change happened within me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, now I'm like, I, this movie's better to me now. Um, but I don't think it's Now that the villain is hot to you? (laughs) Now that the villain is hot. Well, now I'm looking for like, well, now I'm like trying to dissect the whole thing. Now I'm like, well, it's not a secret. I am writing a fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) And so I really need to. Now it's for research. Now it's for. It is. Okay. I'm having a good time. Somebody told me I'm breathing life back into the fandom, okay? <laughs> this is the Lord's work. <laughs> oh, God. No, I'm actually really, I'm so glad. I love that when you get into these little projects and, like, get obsessions with things. It's so much fun. Even though I will never you know, watch The Boy. I don't need to. I have all of are your Are you not enthusiasm. a horror movie person? I am not. I am. The Mummy scares me. So, you know. I've never the seen that movie. Mummy scares me, too. Okay. <laughs> that makes me feel a little bit better. But, like, yeah. I, I don't have any <laughs> tolerance for any sort of, like, scary <laughs> thing. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I get scared, but I like being scared. 
but the boy didn't scare me in any capacity. <laughs> and I have theories about the main character. I think he's actually not a bad guy. <laughs> um, and I and I can back these up. I will not. I, I refuse to make this entire podcast about that as much as I would love to. <laughs> She's a Maybe boy we'll apologist. <laughs> I, I And you know what? I am. Okay, so sue me. <laughs> Do you ship uh, do you ship your doll in the background with the boy's puppet? Um okay, funny you should ask. Um no. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't ship Xtina with the boy. Um with Brahms. With my Bromsy, okay? <laughs> His name um, is Brahms. I just want to punch him in the face now. No, it's true. Brahms the name really sucks. Like I'm not oh. going to sit here and I'm not apologizing so for that. So uppity. Uh, I do find it funny that you were like, I don't watch movies, but I have seen The Boy. I'm like <laughs> Because I watch, I watch a lot of crappy horror movies. Like, Rob and I watch, Rob's my boyfriend for you listeners out there. Uh, we watch a lot of, um, like, crappy horror movies. And then I personally love, like, really sad and dramatic, like, over-the-top stuff. So, like, anything where it's, like, somebody who's got a terrible relationship with their mother and nothing gets resolved at the end. That's my kind of movie. And Rob hates sad movies, so he won't watch that stuff with me because he's like, I don't want to sit here while you just cry at something I don't understand. I'm with Rob. I like to watch things that make me happy. And that's what he says. That yeah. It ends up normally being like animated stuff. So that's the first thing I'll ask people when they're like recommending a movie to me. I'm like, is it with real people in it? And they'll look at me like I'm crazy and be like, yes. I'm like, mm, that's not for me. Then. Not for me. Oh, <laughs> I, I pretty much only watch cartoons until I was like 15 or 16. And then I finally was like, I guess I'll watch live action. <laughs> I, I love cartoons. Like it's oh, I, my I, my avatar is literally SpongeBob. Like I, I love yes. I love cartoons. I love your avatar and I love your name and uh let me um if you want me to edit this out i will but i don't think you'll care i love that it's spongebob in glasses and then agent scully fbi (laughs) oh yeah yeah i'm obsessed with the x-files i have an x-files tattoo so you guys got together which is really exciting so um i know for stephanie this was kind of her first major like in-person collab hillary have you ever done something like that before where you actually like meet up with another creator and do stuff (laughs) not to do stuff i think the first time i actually met anybody like that has anything to do with my channel was last year when i went to pbe um the actually the first friend i really made from my channel is on instagram her name is bookish boricua and I talked to her like almost every day and she was going to PBE as well. So I ended up meeting up with her there for the first time. And so that was really cool, but it's not like we did anything like for a channel mm-hmm. or cause her, her Instagram, like she focuses more posting about like books and stuff like that. Although she posts her nails as well. Um, but yeah, I've never actually done a collab, I guess. <laughs> so what, how would you feel about that whole experience? Like, how was the trip? <laughs> it was it was fun. I like I was actually really nervous to be on stream just because I sometimes I stumble a lot with my words and I'm not super eloquent. So like the amount of stuff that I have to cut out of my own videos because I stop and start, it's it's obscene. Like a 20 minute video might have like 50 minutes of footage because it's just me repeating the same line over and over because yes. I feel like it didn't come out right. Yep. Um but <laughs> It was, it was good though, because we hung out for, what was it? Like a day and a half before we even did the stream or like two days. Yeah. And so 
it was like easy to find like a rapport and like get comfortable because it's different talking through like text mm-hmm. and then actually verbally speaking with somebody for the first time like you can vibe through like text messages and and online and then meet up in person and it's like this doesn't work but i felt like it was the exact same in person as it was on uh our text i don't know if you feel the same stephanie (laughs) yeah absolutely i was really you know because of course it's like always it's you know always nerve-wracking to like meet someone you've you know online for the first time and i've done it a number of times uh because i've been an online person since like the dawn of being an online person really (laughs) Um, and I've had some experiences where like, I've met somebody and I'm like, you are not what I expected. However, I think that Hillary and I, um, were at an advantage because one thing, usually if I meet somebody who I know online and I'm like, whoa, this is different. I haven't experienced their person. Yeah. Um, I've only experienced what they've written. And I think for both Hillary and I, we were able, I was able to watch Hillary's videos and she was able to watch me on stream and so it was a little, we knew a little bit more what, what to expect from the energy of the person. So uh, for me, it was just really cool. We, um, we were up like really late the first night you got here. Most nights oh, I we, know. Were, <laughs> we were up pretty late just like and chatting. For me, that's like a three hour time difference. So it was like, I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I definitely, definitely had to adjust to my, <laughs> to my lifestyle and energy and time, which I look back sometimes now and I'm like, oh, shoot, I should have planned that better. I should have planned that better because I was like, oh, you were so much later than me. <laughs> no, I think it was, I think it was good, though. We got to do a lot. We went to the uh, Orly Color Labs, which was fun, but it was raining the whole time and I wanted to get footage of the outside, but it was like we were drenched. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was California told was that California is sunny. Yeah, I was told it was supposed to be sunny, but I was lied to. <laughs> I told you before you came that it was not going to be sunny. So I didn't lie to yeah, you. Yeah, well, the rest of the world lied to me. Um, and then, what, we went to Stacy Quality Nails. Uh, we went to her birthday party, and I ate, like, the best tacos I've ever eaten in my life. Nice. I'll never forget them. Yeah, actually, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so good. They were, like, pressing the tortillas right there. I can't stop thinking about food. I'm so hungry. No, actually, Hillary, I was going to ask if it's okay if we go on a tangent, because one of the... I'm excited to visit LA someday. I've been... I've, like, driven through, but never really stayed, of mm-hmm. course, to visit Stephanie, but also to eat all the things so please tell me about your favorite food from this trip (laughs) i want to (laughs) know i mean the tacos were pretty peak because like like the the latin population in california is pretty high i think and so they have a lot of good stuff and i don't know this from personal experience but my boyfriend used to live in california and if you like korean food Mm -hmm. that's one of the best places to get korean food because they also have a really high korean population but we went to in and out which was pretty good because we don't have them on this side of the country Mm -hmm. um and we got a burger what did you call it animal style (laughs) that's like drenched in mustard oh yeah it's fried in mustard so um there's animal style burgers and animal style fries and if you're ever at an in and out and you're not used to in and outs i highly recommend ordering off menu and even looking up online what the off menu offerings are um because they'll do a lot of different stuff so the animal style burger and i might have this a little bit wrong is a burger that is fried in mustard on the grill and then they add like um pickles which they don't usually have on the in-and-out burger and then they grill the onions which you can ask for grilled onions on your in-and-out burger and i recommend it Mm. um 
There's that. And then there's animal style fries where it's basically their cheese fries offering. Well, they do have like, they, they will just do cheese fries for you. They They'll have do, like, a lot grilled on cheese. the fries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the fries were like cheese and sauce and grilled onions. And so me, her, and Husbando all just did, sorry, they all did the animal style thing. <laughs> that was really good. And then um, we went to, what was that pancake place we went to? Original Pancake House. I'm actually going there after. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was really good. They had like straight up latkes on the menu, oh, nice. which were really good. Uh, I ordered it and they were like, the price wasn't too bad for like compared to like other places that I had seen in California. Because like cost of living, like the cost of food in California is much higher than mm-hmm in Michigan where I'm from. And so I was like, Oh, it's six pancakes for, it was like 12 or 13 bucks. I'm like, the pancakes can't be that big. I was so wrong. It was like (laughs) six foot, like size of my face pancakes. And I was like, I'm going to die. Like (laughs) I'm going to finish this plate, but I'm going to die afterward. I could, I could, I I think I got through like half of it. And I was like, I'm going to throw up if I keep going. Um, And then, Oh, we went to this kind of like a grocery store thing. What's the fruit? Oh, the fruit the stand. Fruit orchard. Oh, yeah. Hadley's. It's not a stand Hadley's. Hadley's. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not a stand anymore. But like they had um something called a date shake. And I, at first I was like, oh, does it mean like those shakes that you see in like the 50s where a couple like sips from and it's like they're on a date? <laughs> nope, the and fruit. No, it's like straight up made out of dates. And I was like, this is going to be weird. But it was like the best shake I've ever had. I so. actually oh, really like blood. dates. And I kind of forget that I like dates until I run into them. I'm like, oh, yeah, these are delicious. <laughs> I just never, like, consider eating fruit. Like, I'm always, like, a vegetable person. And then people are like, do you want fruit? And I'm like, I guess. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. There's a lot of fruits that I don't like, like all the citruses. And people think I'm crazy. Oh, really? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy that you liked Hadley's so much because it was such a wonderful experience to be like, I'm going to take you to this place that means a lot to me. Mm. That's, like, not something that it's not something like Disneyland. Disneyland means a lot to me but like it's a whole thing yeah you know i'm like this is just this little place some people know about it some people don't but like my family's been going there for you know literal generations now um they experienced it from when it was a stand to when it was a cooler store to when it was a less cool store now (laughs) (laughs) i guess i felt like when i went in there i was like this is what trader joe's wishes it was because it was all that like fresh really nice and like a lot of it was like Hadley's branded or packaged or whatever, but it was yeah. all really, really good and everything looked delicious and it didn't look like it was just thrown together, which I don't know. Trader Joe stresses me out. I don't know how people shop there, but uh, that place was nice. Is that where you got the butter soda or saw the butter? Soda? Yeah. Yeah. I saw the okay. butter soda. Do you know how many people were mad at me for not buying that? And I'm like, you waste your $4 on the worst soda in the world. I'm not doing it. I was mad at you for not, not mad, but I was like, why? Just get it. It was, it was highlighter yellow. Yes. I've seen You're going to get before. cancer from that. We went to this little stand uh, down here in Texas, I'm trying to remember. I, I keep calling it a stand. It's it's kind of like that where it's become a store now. Um, <laughs> it's I can't remember the right na- name right now. But their thing was peaches. You know, Hadley's things and dates. This one's peaches. And they had a soda wall like that. And so we oh. were going through all the sodas. I saw the butter soda and I was like, I've seen that before. But no, we got the weirdest flavors we could find, which was um, enchilada flavored soda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was the other one? I got a weird one, too. And then I got like a normal peaches and cream soda because I was like, okay, we need something to balance this out. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think the enchilada one's been drunk yet because we gave it to my father-in-law as a gag gift. Um, oh, that's God. the kind of thing he loves. 
<laughs> loves his enchilada so much. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, tell me about the streaming. That was your first stream. What what was it like to be on the other side of the camera and talking to a live audience and getting your nails did? Tell me about all of it. I think it was good to have like two people for my first stream because finding that balance between doing what you're there to do and mm-hmm. talking to the chat, I feel like that's something that you just have to learn organically. And so it was nice to have one person be doing something while the other person manned chat. And then mm-hmm. you guys, we, we've kind of like flipped off. Um, yeah. But I was so afraid because like sometimes I just, the worst, the, the the most awful thing comes out of my mouth. And I'm like, I got to walk that back. Like, I don't know why I said that. I don't know why that thought came into my head. And it was like, like the time that I just randomly said to Stephanie, like, I think I could swallow a tiny bottle of opium. Like, I'm like, why do these come out? Like, why do I say this stuff? But you could though. I feel like. They're really I, small. I feel like I could. It's it's really tempting. So I was like, at first I was really paranoid and I'm like, I gotta stay on myself about not just saying anything that comes out of my mouth because it's just like, sometimes oh. you say something too tragic and then nobody wants to listen to you anymore. So that was... <laughs> That was nerve wracking at first, but Mm -hmm. it became really easy once chat was like talking. That's another thing. I feel like if you don't have an active chat, streaming has to be really hard because it's just you talking to yourself in a room. You got to really get along with yourself and be able to hold a conversation (laughs) with yourself, which is, I'm not going to lie, not something I do regularly. (laughs) Um, See, I I do that a lot at home. I work from home three days a week. So half the time it's just me like having conversations with myself wandering around my apartment um but i don't know if any of that is worth putting on the internet that's the other thing you have to be interesting too yeah or at least you know talking about something that somebody can relate to and it's the internet so someone will be able to relate to it but no i you're already good practice i think i think you're ready for streaming if you walk around your house talking to yourself (laughs) i will say when i first started streaming um i censored myself a lot more than i do now um, I still try to try to not say mean and bad things. And if I do, I tend to just go, oh, mm, that wasn't sorry. I don't know why I said that. That was bad. Was that bad? It was bad. Um, and then we talk about it in the chat. But like, I feel like there is a relatability in being in some ways unrelatable. Um, and I think it my my chat's obsession with me being obsessed with the boy <laughs> kind of wraps into that where it's like cannot relate but also can and we're also here for the weirdness (laughs) and i think saying stuff like i could swallow an opi mini easily is something that a chat would just eat right up i love it I just remember typing that out to you. And then I like sat there and I looked at my phone. And I was like, who wrote this? It wasn't me. I didn't write that. I was dying. It was the funniest thing. And like, yeah, like I like that. That's one of my favorite conversations I've had with you. Oh my God. And like, even if your chat's making fun of you, even if they're like, what the heck was that? Like they're having fun. Oh yeah. It's all about, it's all about them having fun. So yeah. <laughs> I will sacrifice myself. Yeah. <laughs> you're having fun. It's the weird girl sleepover as is how we've marketed ourselves i mean we're just a bunch of weirdos hanging out painting our nails like what yeah (laughs) that makes sense i mean i feel like at least with my videos when i whenever i say something weird in a video people tend to latch onto that and they'll like quote it back to me in the comments and stuff and i'm like and i'm like when did i say that because that's the other thing it's just uh, stuff comes out my mouth and it's it's out of my brain like that's just how i like purge my brain Mm -hmm. and like my my boyfriend will always like quote stuff back to me and i'm like that's funny who said that and he's like you like 10 (laughs) minutes ago and i'm like oh 
Whoops. My husband does the same exact thing to me. <laughs> he used to quote back like things I said as part of my like spiel at the Jungle Cruise every day. Oh my eight God. hours a day. And I'd be like, that's funny. What was that? He's like, that is literally like your spiel. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, oh I have God. to have chat, like, remind me what I've said. They'll mm-hmm. be like, they'll reply to something. I'm like, okay, that's something I said earlier. What did I say? What are you talking about? <laughs> that is a thing. Like, I'll just be talking kind of mindlessly, just rambling. And then, yeah, the chat will be responding to things I said previously. And I'll be like, what? What are you talking about? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's happened on several occasions. It's pretty funny. That's the other thing, too, is, like, the delay in the chat or, yeah. like, when the chat goes off on its own tangent and you're like, wait, what's going yeah. on? Because it's like you're having, like, four different conversations <laughs> you're having to balance. And, mm-hmm. like, I can see how, like, if I don't feel like filming some days, I can still sit down and force myself to film a video or two and, like, kind of get my energy up. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if you don't feel like streaming, that's got to be so hard to to force yourself to do a stream because you have to be on the whole time. If yeah. I'm filming, sometimes I can like talk for five minutes and then you'll just see me like zone out in the, the raw footage. And I'm like sitting there for like five <laughs> minutes, just not saying anything. I'm like, well, I got to cut that all out. <laughs> but you can't do that on a stream. Not really. Um, and that's why like I can only stream for about I think two and a half, three hours is about my max. And That's some a people, long time. It is. Yeah. And some people stream for like six hours as a regular. Oof. And I'm like, y'all nuts. Y'all are nuts. That would give me a headache. Yeah. Talking for that long. <laughs> yeah. Like I stream for three to four hours usually. But yeah, when I did the Subarama and I was like scheduled for five, I think I ended early because I was just like, I just, yeah, I too just, much. I just can't. But you don't want to stream for too little a time because then people don't have time to like trickle in. Right. And yeah. realize you're online. Yeah. So I see a lot of people being like, I'm not growing. And I look at their like channel and I'm like, you've streamed for 30 minutes the past, you know, th- three times mm-hmm. the past like two weeks. Like no one can get there. I'd say you need what, maybe at least an hour before you start hitting your peak numbers and stuff yeah. for people to trickle in. I think the longest I've streamed was seven hours. Um, oh my god <laughs> i was doing polish mountain it was oh wow yeah i still have them my my little polish mountain peelies um oh my gosh <laughs> i need to turn them into earrings <laughs> ah, yes! hillary's disgusted by peelies it's great <laughs> because okay all right this is gonna be gross but it's like when my peelies peel off it's like warm under there it's like a little bit damp like that freaks me out and i'm like is everybody's like this or are my fingers just running hot i don't know <laughs> but like the, fingers i guess I guess the idea of like a, They're pretty a moist a moist bag of peelies like <laughs> Okay, I agree with you on the bag thing. I don't like bags of peelies. Have, have I showed you my peely journal? Hang on, Hillary. Uh, no, you have a journal? Yeah, we're going no, on yeah. all the time. Hang on, let me I have a bag. Let me pull it out. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, Stephanie, the first thing she ever sent me in the mail. I open it and like peelies fall out and I was like, it was not a peely. It was a press on. I never wore it. (laughs) It it was the butterfly press on that I made. I felt like I got hate crimed. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's good. And that actually I do like, cause it's like, that's not as gross. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's still kind of nasty, but it's organized nasty. You know what? I can handle organized nasty. I love organization. (laughs) You can be nasty as long as it's organized. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you've got a nice file folder for all your gross stuff, that's fine with me. Yes. This is the Hillary energy that I love. Yeah. Pulling, pulling like dirty socks out of a Rolodex. Like. <laughs> oh my 
like, here's my February socks. <laughs> yeah. That would be... Oh my gosh, that's awesome. That would be my boyfriend. He just flings his socks everywhere and I find like 80 socks under the couch. He like hides things under the, the couch like a squirrel. Yes, mine does that too. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. And I'm like... There's a never right there. Yeah. He... He can never find anything. And I'm like, did you check under the couch? He's like, where's my phone? Where's my car keys? Probably under the couch, Robert. I don't know. I was going to say mine doesn't do that. But then I think maybe, maybe I'm that one in the relationship. Maybe it's your couch, Stephanie. What have you got under there? I'll be like, dude, the the hamper's 10 feet over there. And he goes, yeah, I'm going to do it later. And I'm like, when is later? No, you're not. I, lies. I know. I'm like, you're not going to do it later because I'm going to get so worked up that I'm going to do it for you. Yes. Oh, my gosh. No, um, my husband and I like to listen to Dan Savage, which is this like love advice yeah. podcast. Um, he's pretty famous. He probably... Yeah, I know Dan Savage. Um, and he was talking about with his husband, he does the same thing. Like his husband will make a sandwich and leave all the sandwich making supplies out and he'll spend so much time and effort like getting mad about it when he could just put it away himself and we call it price of admission i'm like your socks on the floor price of admission fine (laughs) what are you gonna do (laughs) well lucky for me like my boyfriend he was like i want to be better about this because part of it is like i said he's adhd and it's he's really bad so he'll like not only will he leave all the sandwich stuff out every cabinet door will also be open and things like that and so He's he's like, just call me back in the room. And I'm like, hey, can you come back here real quick? And he'll be like, what? And I'm like, what's wrong with this picture? And he goes, oh, yeah. And then he'll clean up like half of it and then leave again. I'm like, no, 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 no. Come back here. Have you seen? What is going on? I'm sorry we went on so many tangents, Stephanie. You have oh. so much editing to do. I'm so sorry. Um, Have you seen there's this couple on I get TikTok, Instagram reels, and she'll dress like Dora the Explorer. So her oh, the last one I saw, her husband put a, a pan in the sink or whatever and walked away. And she goes, hola, do you see what's wrong with this picture? <laughs> That's funny. If I find That's, how I, feel. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah, so that makes me want to ask, uh, how, how was it dealing with um, my whole vibe here of complete chaos? I'm a little curious oh. how you handled the chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stephanie was like, she was like, yeah, I, I got to clean before you come. And like, for me, like, this is going to come off really judgmental and I don't mean it to, but it's like, for me, like, my house is always like ready yeah. for somebody to show up because I'm so paranoid that someone's going to show up unannounced that I always have to keep it like ready and i know that that's not normal so it's like i never judge people for having like lived in homes like it's just for me like i don't know if you know this but i have obsessive compulsive disorder so it's like one of those things where it's like i don't really like mentally have a choice in this i just feel like it has to be that way uh but i learned maybe when i was like 18 or 19 i finally learned to cope with like other people's homes and spaces I'm like that's their place and so like I'm not gonna come in and and try to organize and and like it may stress me out a little bit but I don't judge people for like organizing differently than me or not organizing at all although I (laughs) wish that they did uh but no like I guess the your old filming room right was where I was staying and it was it was really sparse and there was like two pieces of furniture in there which is exactly what I love (laughs) oh okay that's good I love to like some of the, I love the things that were all up on the wall. And I was like, I'm going to leave my labyrinth poster and these things. So Hillary has something to look at. And he's like, you're leaving enrichment for her. Enrichment. <laughs> in 
enrichment in my enclosure. (laughs) Enrichment in her enclosure. The enrichment in our enclosures. No, but I, I, like, like, I'm seeing, like, both of your guys' like, space behind you, and it's like, I actually envy people who can have, like, a more, like, non, what is it, like, geometric looking space, where it's like, for me, everything... The way that my brain works is I view the entire world as like a Sims grid. This is how oh, I yeah. explain it to people. And like there's there's a block, like and, and everything fits into a block and it can't be off kilter. Well, I guess you could probably do that in the Sims 4 now, but original Sims you couldn't. And original like, Sims that's, only. Yeah, that's how that's how I view things is like everything goes in its block. Uh, like a, a place for everything and everything in its place. Mm-hmm. And I don't like things like diagonal, but it's like, I wish that I could have, like, I see people who have these really like tchotchke filled spaces where it's like, it's like <laughs> max. Yeah. Like very maximalist. And, and I love that because I'm like, that looks so fun and it's really like pleasing to look at. Mm-hmm. But the second I sit down and it's my own space, I feel like I can't breathe. Yeah. I, like you said about like always having your house ready that's how i was before covid and oh yeah i just i'm like so you whenever you want you want to come down to texas help me organize this place <laughs> i'd love it because i just haven't been able to like get it together and now i have too much stuff i have too much oh, yeah. nail polish specifically i need i'm doing it this weekend i'm ordering my first helmers I, I was just going to ask, what is your storage like? Is it just what's on the wall? It was That's this. It? And then I have one little drawer system here. And now I have these, oops. Now I have these little hollow tacos. And see, I have a light box now too. I need, nice. ah. Um. <laughs> Are you liking the light box? Is huh? it awful? It's okay. I have that same one. I have that same one. And it's like, it's mediocre. It's mediocre. Mine's already broken. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> but I've been taking okay swatches with it. So I'm not like mad about it. But yeah, it's. It'll do for now, and someday I'll get a better one. But for now, it's doing its job fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so back to the trip. Oh, I mean, it was... The other thing, too, is uh, I got to meet Stacy Quality Nails for the first time. And I had only talked to her online, but, like, less so than I had really talked to Stephanie. Uh, But then we were all stuck in a car together for six hours at a time. So I feel like uh, not only did I get to really get to know Stephanie, but it was really cool to also get to know Stacy as well. Mm -hmm. And she's also coming to PVE. And so it was really cool to like, I I grew up not having a lot of friends or like the friends I did have, they, they left pretty fast. Cause I was just, I'm a strange kid, I guess, or I guess I'm 30 now, but, um, you're still a strange kid. You're I still love a strange it. Kid. I'm still a strange kid. But we like, all are. <laughs> maintaining friendships was always something that was really difficult for me and maintaining friendships with women, especially because I only hung out with boys. Mm. And so to go from having no female friends to starting this channel and suddenly almost all the people I'm meeting in this hobby, because it's generally like female centric, like Mm -hmm. meeting a lot of female friends. It's that female friends that don't like look at me and go, you are the strangest person I've ever met. And I want to run away. Like that (laughs) Mm -hmm. has been really beneficial for me, like mentally and just making these connections has been really fun. And so getting to just go and meet up with these two women who I've never met in person and just fall so easily into this rapport where it just felt like, I had been hanging out with these two people like my whole life. I just feel, I felt really grateful for that. And I felt really 
like happy that everything worked out because, you know, I told people like, oh yeah, I'm going to California to meet, you know, my friend. And they're like, you've never met them in real life before. And I'm like, no, not really. And it's like, 2023. Well, you, That's normal. I know. They're like, you, you need to be really careful. And I'm like, first of all, I'm bigger than everybody I'm about to encounter. Like I, I can fight them off if I need to. And I'm like, second of all, like I have a credit card. I can get an Uber. I can get a hotel. I'll be fine. But like, it was, it was really great. I had a really wonderful time. So, and it was really nice of Stephanie and her husband to like, let me stay in their house. Cause that saved me a lot of money on hotel. Yes. No, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. I'm so glad you guys had a good time. That makes me so happy. Yeah. I, that's something I've noticed about like talking on the topic of like female friends. Mm-hmm. Like I, when I growing up, I was, I was a lot like that where I had more male friends and female friends. And I have found that when I started like the nail polish in the nail polish community, I wasn't too worried about like, I mean, I knew I wanted to make friends. I love making friends. That's kind of like my whole deal. <laughs> um, and like, I was kind of like, what kind of person am I going to find in the nail polish community? And also then when I started doing my own nail art stuff, I was kind of like, I need to cater to this nail polish community and what they like. And what I found is that there's such a diversity of people in the nail polish community that I did not need to edit myself at all. Just like you don't need to edit yourself at all. You can be as weird as you want to be. And I can eat as much butter as I want. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, And like people will be into it. Like I thought that like, yeah, there's so much stuff I thought I'd have to censor. And there's so much I've told my community at large about myself that I never thought I would be open to telling them and I never thought they'd be open to hearing yeah they they, but we want to know more about you yeah people people want to know the most mundane stuff about me and I'm like why like I'm not that interesting but they'll be like what brand of cornflakes do you like you know like something as basic as that and I'm just like well now you gotta I don't know it's just cool well I actually don't eat cereal so (laughs) just an example I used to eat cereal when I was a kid Like, that's the thing is that I think that that you assume you're not interesting. But like, if someone were to ask me like, oh, like, you know, tell me about your friend Hillary, I'd be like, okay, well, she's like this big nail polish collector. She has this YouTube channel that's going really well for her. She speaks fluent Japanese. She lived in Japan. She does this, she does that. It's like, it's a very interesting thing to say. The first thing I'd pull up is your spreadsheet. I'd be like, oh she my made God. this. <laughs> I think it's like, for me, I, I got bullied a lot when I was growing up. And so I learned to bully myself first before anybody could get to it. So I started making fun of myself before anybody else could so that I could kind of like let it roll off and be like, see, you can't hurt me because I already acknowledged it. Mm -hmm. And I think in a way that helped me like stop getting hurt by others, but it also made me kind of feel like. I'm not that interesting or I'm not that cool or, and it's funny because my friend Trevor, who came on the stream that I told you about, he's like one of my best real life friends. The other day he was like, he just like out of nowhere was like, you know, you're doing a really great job with like your mediocre Manny stuff. And he's like, I really respect that. And he's like, you are really interesting. Like, don't forget that. And I was just like, well, don't say that (laughs) because I'm not used to people like, 
complimenting me like that. And I think it's because I come off as very boisterous and maybe confident, mm. but it's all a lie. <laughs> I'm not confident. I'm just loud. <laughs> you got to fake it till you make it. That's exactly. Like, exactly. And that's, that's yeah. one thing. Like I used to be a really sad kid and I was like, I'm done. I'm over it. I, I have been sad for 26 years and I don't want to do this anymore. So I just pretended that I was having a good time until I kind of leveled out. Yeah. It worked. It's weird. I, yeah. Like when I first heard that advice, like fake it till you make it, I was like, no. It sounds I, stupid. It sounds stupid. It sounds in- inauthentic and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's like, but that's not how I'm feeling. And it's like, you got to make yourself feel better. Like, right. Like people. Because I was making myself sad, just thinking sad thoughts for no reason yeah. or watching sad stuff for no reason. Uh, it has to work in reverse too, exactly. right? Exactly. Like my mom would always <laughs> be like, just smile and you'll feel better. Like, just start smiling. And I, I did i tried i tried i was a little more smiley in high school <laughs> in middle school i was all into the uh, the pain and suffering of puberty oh, i was a hot topic kid for sure <laughs> yeah i found out recently that i was so i was like goth all through middle school and stuff and i remember there's this kid who was like and a couple of kids who were like you're a goth poser and I just said, like, you know, much like you're saying, make fun of yourself. I was like, yes, I am a goth poser. <laughs> and uh, they just thought it was really funny. And they were like, that's Stephanie. She's a goth poser. And I was like, you got it. Yes. I look cute in this um, outfit. That's all that matters. <laughs> exactly. And I found, I found out because I didn't know that much about, like, uh, 80s goth culture, trad goth culture. And it's becoming Ooh. very popular to talk about. Hmm. I have a lot of friends who are, like, a little more in touch with the trad goth situation. But they've always been just like, yeah, you're fine. Like, I, you could call yourself goth. It's fine. Um, but uh, I realized that I am literally the definition of a mall goth. Because <laughs> yeah. I thought a mall goth was a goth that hangs out at the mall. But the thought. actual, <laughs> the actual like, origin of the term was hot topic based. It meant people who didn't curate their own and cut their own and make their own goth clothes they would go to the mall and they would like buy the goth clothes and i was like cut clothes yeah i was literally a mall goth (laughs) literally and people called them goth posers and i was like they were right (laughs) i was a goth poser and i still am all right goth poser forever five ever (laughs) so funny thinking back because in high school i was a prep um oh really Uh uh-huh full on danny's normcore i'm very normcore (laughs) until not um it's a hard line i cross every now and then like putting lizard skin on my nails um dude that that was so amazing by the way i was so shocked when i saw that that was so cool right it's just if lovecraftian nail horror i just can't even put into words (laughs) right I'm just sitting here with my little preppy self like, yeah, I've got lizard skin on my nails. Yeah. Um, but no, I, was, I remember sitting in the cafeteria looking around with my my one other prep friend and he just goes, we're the last ones, Danny. We're the last <laughs> ones left because it was a sea of black and anime oh, pops of yeah. anime like keychains. You know what I mean? I was just like, oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> So That's y'all so y'all are definitely the majority in my eyes, which is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be an alternative thing, and it's like, nope, that was everybody. I know. Alternative <laughs> is so mainstream. Like it's just it's so funny now, like people who are like, Yeah, I'm alternative. I'm like, you and everybody else, like wearing black doesn't like Yeah. It's, People who wrap so much of their identity up into, like, a a subgroup that yes. they're a part of, I feel like that makes it really hard on you because when it evolves or changes emotionally, it's like, how do you handle that? <laughs> yeah. Because 
it's like, do you have to shift with it or do you become one of those where you're like, get off my lawn back in my day? Like, <laughs> yeah. So for me, like once I decided to stop like associating like, oh, I have to be like this goth or like pop punk type of kid. I was just like free to do whatever I wanted. I can wear Disney. I'm wearing a Disney hoodie right now. I have like streetwear. I have like all kinds of kind of stuff. And I just don't want to tie myself to one genre of clothing or personality. Yeah. I just want to do what I want. And that makes, I feel like that makes life a lot easier to it live. It does. No, I really like that. Um, I'm actually in a pickle because we got invited out to a goth club. We've been before. Oh, nice. And I was drastically under gothed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, if we go back, I've got to get an actual outfit. And I, I guess I got to go be a mall goth and figure out like what, got to put an outfit together. <laughs> Oh my god! How exciting. <laughs> yeah, I was like really strict about like being goth mm-hmm. all through middle school and the beginning of high school, and then I purchased a literal hearse <laughs> to drive, and then you didn't um, need to do anything goth. else. Yeah, yeah, and that's actually when I stopped being. I and mean, I've started being more strict, but that's mostly just because I've just like I know what I like to wear, mm-hmm. and I know that the stuff that I don't like to wear just sits in my closet and I don't wear it. Um, I love a lot of different clothing styles and have bought it in the past. And, you know, my sister, I'll be like, I like, I like this. She'll be like, buy it. And I'm like, I'll never wear it. And she'll be like, well, just wear it. And I'm like, but I won't. I just so want to look at it. I've gone. <laughs> yeah. I've gone back to that mall goth look. Um, like very, very subtly mall goth look. <laughs> wearing all black, basically, with pops of color. But like, once I got that hearse, it was just like, I don't got to worry. They know. They know. They know. <laughs> they know. I'm just, I'm just wearing what fits right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I actually got really into like neutrals and browns and stuff like the longest time. And actually on uh, my husband and I's first date, I was wearing, I remember very detailed, like I was wearing this brown shirt with a little lace here because that was the time, you know, we were always wearing the camis to lace. Yes. Oh, yep. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was that period in time. And then I was wearing this like pink skirt with like lace on the bottom and I was wearing these like little white wedge heels and we went to go see my favorite vampire movie, which is Let the Right One In, the original. Um, Oh, that was a great movie. Yeah, it was great. Um, I've seen that one. (laughs) Yeah, that one's great. That one's great. Um, We went to go see it at um, the art theater in Long Beach where we, two years later, uh, got married. Um, cute. And um, somebody, I had been there a week before on another date um, to see the human centipede. <laughs> I love that uh, movie too. Uh, oh my God. I can't I made, they love that movie. I made oh my, my parents watch that with oh me and they were like, Hillary, you are never picking a movie ever again. Uh, they did a trivia question about the human centipede and they were giving away a copy of the human centipede on DVD and they were our Blu-ray. I don't remember what we were using at the time. And uh, and so, like, they were like, what's the name of, like, the next movie? And somebody mm-hmm. answered. They were wrong. And then I was like, I think I know this. So I answered and I was right. And I just remember on my first date with my husband in my little heels and my little pink skirt and my <laughs> little lacy top, I just, like, tiptoed upstage to get my copy of The Human Centipede. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and clearly he was like, this is the one. So you were doing beige mood board, but driving a hearse. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Go, girl, give us beige. Exactly. Okay. Well, enough about horrifying movies from uh, 15 years ago. Let's go uh, oil our cutes. And when we come back, we're going to ask Hillary all about 
uh, how she got here and uh, her YouTube channel and everything. So stay tuned. Hi everyone, it's Stephanie, and I'm here to tell you that Polish Pickup Bingo is just around the corner. That's right, on Monday, February 27th at 4pm PSD, Danny and I will be hosting Polish Pickup Bingo on the Fanaticure YouTube channel. We're still trying to figure out the perfect date and time for us to host Bingo, so the schedule may change in the future, but for this month it will be February 27th at 4pm PST. Stay lacquered! All right, we are back. Our cutes are moisturized. Hillary, did you oil your cutes? Yeah, I did. I used my oh. uh, Shop NBM Cuticle Buddy in the white scent, which is no scent. Excellent. Ooh, that's my favorite <laughs> scent. Uh, <laughs> so, so yes, we, we are back. And uh, I think Danny has some questions prepared for Hillary. And I also have at the very end some questions prepared for Hillary. <laughs> So. Which I'm afraid of. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yes, they're terrifying. Um, so, Hillary, I just want to ask you, like, general stuff about yeah. your hobby with nail polish. So, do you have a first memory of nail polish? And what kind of got you interested in being more of a collector and, and really getting into it? Yeah, so... I remember wearing nail polish like here and there in high school and a little bit in early college, but it was always only black nail polish. Like that's all I wore. That's all I would buy. And it was like one bottle. Like it wasn't like anything that I thought like this is something I want to do. I didn't really wear makeup or anything at that time. And then when I was 22, I want to say, I started getting into makeup YouTube and what got me into like nail polish over makeup as like the intense hobby was two things. It was one, I was reading a cosmopolitan magazine that like one of my coworkers had, I worked in a prison museum um, and we just kind of sat there all day. And uh, so I was reading this magazine and it was talking about Essie bringing back these like fan favorite shades. Mm -hmm. And they were like, one of them was starry, starry night. And it was talking about how the original had, crushed diamond dust in it and I was like oh. that's weird and I was like kind of like interested in that and um I remember going to the store and seeking that out because I was just like that sounds really cool and I got that and I got Essie's imported bubbly so those were the first hmm. two polishes I ever like bought in my collection both of them suck like they're oh. both terrible don't <laughs> buy them um but then the other thing was, along with makeup, I got really into, like, the makeup drama, like, the YouTube drama space. Yeah. And because of that, I got recommended, I, I remember this clear as day, this woman named Karina Kaboom on, uh, like, drama YouTube. Hmm. And she was talking about Sally Hansen Pacific Blue being discontinued <laughs> and people losing their mind over it. Yes. And I was like, what? is this and i remember her comments were turned off and everything like it was crazy <laughs> and so i started looking into that and i got really interested in like what makes a bottle a half ounce bottle of paint so desirable to people that they're like willing to kill a man to get it you know it was <laughs> yeah. and so i started going to like cvs's and walgreens trying to find the original pacific blue just to see if i could and from there i just i found miss holly berries and just face 90 and nail polish baby 90 who i originally watched like their swatching videos and i got really into that and also uh, collecting things has always been something that i've done like my dad is a huge collector he collects coins and beer cans and things like that 
And so for me, it was just kind of natural to go off the rails immediately. Uh, and so that's kind of what I did. Yeah, I feel that because that's the same thing. As a kid, I collected, I had many collections. It was really just yep, hoarding, same. but it's collections. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mine are all organized collections, okay? And that's what, yes, that's the difference. <laughs> Next time you're out here, Hillary, we've got to go to my mom's house so you can see, because like I also collected and... My mom is like the polar opposite of me in regards to organizing. So like my collections are there and very organized, very pleasing to look at. It's kind of like, actually, it's kind of a mix because like it's very like lots of tchotchkes, but like extremely organized, like curated tchotchkes. Mine's curated, but not organized. And then sometimes things just start building up. I Like aside from nail polish, I... um collect Star Trek memorabilia, mostly like the original series, because that was something I watched a lot with my dad. And I like little versions of things that are big. Like, uh, like, have you ever seen those, those, it's like a blind bag toy that kind of breaks apart like a chocolate orange. And I can't remember what they're called, but it's like mm, groceries. Yeah. Like the tiny groceries that you can get. I mm. love those. Um, <laughs> And then my boyfriend, turns out he's also a collector, but refuses to admit it. He's always like, I'm very austere. I'm very Spartan. I don't, I don't keep a lot of stuff. But because of him, we now have like 80 stuffed animals <laughs> and like 400 target birds. So it's like, we have a few collections here and there. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that you brought, a, brought up Pacific Blue. We happen to know <laughs> a couple of Pacific Blue hoarders. Um, so yeah, it oh, was really? definitely a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was right when that got discontinued. That was when I got in nail polish. So it was really crazy to see just how like the community can focus so hard onto this one polish. And I don't see it as much anymore with mainstreams, but I do see it in like Beesney's lacquer yes. and Wildflower mm-hmm. lacquer and the way that people treat certain polishes from them and just being on the like are you familiar with the Nearly No Rules D stash page on Facebook? I've heard of it. Yeah, it's, I am. Yeah. People, like, the prices they list some of these polishes at, like, $50, $60, $70 for one bottle, and people pay it. And and some people get really angry about it, but I'm like, if somebody out there is willing to pay $70, then that's the price it should be, I guess. Yeah. But <laughs> it, it's just, to me, it it's so cool to see that this hobby, that I feel like women's hobbies often get undervalued. Mm-hmm. And for something like our hobby like this to... It, blow up in this kind of way i think it's really cool and it's like my boyfriend is really supportive of it he thinks it's really interesting to see like the nail polish market like regulating itself yeah and and i like that like i don't know i have people to talk to about it that get it because Mm -hmm. if i told just like one of my like quote-unquote normal friends you know oh i i spent 30 how much was the louis vuitton not 50 christian louboutin it was 50 if i told somebody i spent 50 dollars on a nail polish like Oh, they yeah. would look at me like, you're insane. And I'm like, yeah, it was stupid, but it was funny. <laughs> yeah. I look at that one. I look at the Louboutin, which, by the way, my mom likes to say very fast, Louis Vuitton, because Louis Vuitton. even though she's seen it written out, she still thinks it's Louis Vuitton. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of people mix the two up. Yeah. Yeah. I did um, just a minute ago. <laughs> yeah. But I just think it's like, it's such, for me, I didn't pay for the polish. I paid for the art. Yeah. The yeah. sculpture yeah. I got from it. But I do enjoy using it. I've used it twice now. And they were both this very mm, wonderful experience. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like that's something we have a little bit like 
better than the makeup community like makeup community obviously they've got a lot of really beautiful products and like some mm-hmm. novelty things and, and fun stuff going on but nail polish just can get so weird oh yeah <laughs> and i love like that. with the velveta the velveta nail polish yes. like yes. i i was watching a couple of my like the makeup youtubers i watch and they'll do like these you know like uh, anti halls or whatever, mm-hmm. and yeah. they would start. They started talking about the Velveeta thing, and they're like, "Who asked for this?" And I'm like, first of all, clearly you've never met me." <laughs> yeah, it, it's just like, you know, just because something is weird or unusual doesn't make it bad. Like for yeah. me, something that breaks out of the norms, uh, that's what I like to see. Like the ra- when Raising Canes did a nail polish, I'm like, "I that's bought that because of weird. you." It's so funny, and and it's like. When somebody is going to go outside of the box, that's when I'm the most interested because, oh my gosh, that's so my funny. Scrunchie. <laughs> I still have never eaten at Raisin Cane's. It's pretty good. Um, No, I bought that Raisin Cane's polish and this this hair tie because of you. I was so excited. I didn't even know they released it. It was only like seven polish. bucks or something. Like it was a really good price. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh your hair is so long oh thank you it is <laughs> i'm jealous your hair is so long too hillary's hair is really long oh, is it? i didn't I even know if i mentioned that while you were here but i've I never seen like, like a full dang your hair is it's, long I've never seen it your used body. to be it used to be t- <laughs> it used to be to my butt and i didn't get a haircut at all during covid because i hate getting my hair cut because i don't want to look at myself in the mirror for like an hour first of all because yeah. it's like i start making faces at myself and i'm like i'm in public <laughs> but also, the hairdresser's like trying to talk to me, and yeah. I don't wear my hearing aids when I'm in the chair because I'm oh. afraid they're gonna cut them. Yeah, and so I'm like, <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm just like nodding because I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> uh, during COVID, my husband and I learned how to cut each other's hair, and it's been oh. like the best thing. So he I just... would not trust my boyfriend to cut my hair. I'm. It's just a straight line at the bottom. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, yeah. And I, I definitely took a few tries to get his right. <laughs> I'd be like doing the back and I'd go, oh, and he'd be like, what? What did you do? <laughs> like, no, it's fine. <laughs> my, my boyfriend has a different hair texture than mm-hmm. me because like he's, he's Korean. So his hair is like just a very different texture than mine. And it grows like really straight out. So like mm-hmm. the back of his head, I joke at it because it looks like a duck butt because it like just grows straight back. Aww. It doesn't like, it doesn't lay flat down. So <laughs> We we spent years trying to find him a hairdresser that could do his hair correctly because they just were not familiar with Asian hair. Mm-hmm. And finally he found one and then she in his like file, because he goes to like some, not like Lady Jane's, but you know, like a, like a chain haircut place. Yeah. They put in his file like the exact details on how to cut his hair. So now like everybody does it right. And it's like, thank God. That's, That's nice. awesome. That's really nice. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of tells us like how you got into the nail polish. So how, mm-hmm. how did you then transfer that to YouTube? I know you've talked a little bit about it on your channel before, but like, tell us, how did you decide to just start talking to the internet about your nail polish? It was really weird. So I got into nail polish around what, 2014 or 2015, I guess. And, um, I didn't post on YouTube until 2020. So I was watching nail content that whole time. And I was really ramping up and getting really interested in like everything, just like swatch videos and all that. Uh, and then when we were all stuck at home because of COVID, I was spiraling <laughs> really hard. Yeah. And like every other day, like sitting on the floor of the kitchen crying. And my boyfriend's like, I don't understand what's wrong because he 
he had to keep going to work. Like he worked for U-Haul at the time. And for some reason that was like a necessary job. So he was still going to the grocery store, going out and like doing everything. And I was stuck at home working like this office job that like I hated it and it hated me. Yeah. And I was just, I was losing my mind. I think a little bit. Most people were. And I was watching so much YouTube at that time. And I can't remember if it was like maybe right after my entire department got laid off and I had lost my job and I was just like, I need to do something. And I was like, I bet I could film a Swatch video. And so I tried it and it's, it's still on my channel. I, I thought about hiding some of my earlier videos just because they're, they're worse quality than the ones I put out now. But I decided to leave them up just so that people could kind of see where I started yeah, and where I am. I like that. And it's like, the, yeah. the lighting is bad. Like, it's just, I don't even think my face is in the first video. I can't even remember. But I, I just, I tried and I got comments. And then after posting a few videos, somebody sent me an email because I had already made like the mediocre Manny's email. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, I just want to let you know, I really like what you're doing and like, keep it up. And that was like, for having like 14 subscribers or whatever like that was like a big uplifting thing and um for me too like when I decide to do something I this goes back to my OCD but it's like when I say I'm gonna do something I feel like I can't not do it I feel like I have to follow through no matter what the cost is (laughs) and so when I decided I'm gonna post one video every Saturday I was like, I have to do that. And then I expanded it to Tuesday and Saturdays. And so now I got this kind of two day a week thing going. But early on, I, I started to notice I would get a lot of engagement in my comments. Mm-hmm. And like, not to be like, oh, I'm doing better than everybody else. But like compared to other channels my size, I felt like I was getting more comments than they were. And I th- I felt like that was because I had started to inject my personality and and more of myself into the videos. Cause a lot of swatch videos like Kelly Marissa or nine zero lacquer or um, people like that, you know, they're very upfront. They're like, this is the polish and they talk about the polish and that's it. And Mm -hmm. in my videos, I go on nine tangents about a dog I saw or eating (laughs) butter or something like that, you know? And I think that, I, I always tell people, I'm like, either you have talent or you have personality. You can't have both. And I've got the personality and that's what's carrying me through. I'm a personality YouTuber who just happens to like nail polish. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, though. I love it so much. Because, yeah, I, if I want to see what a polish looks like, it's pretty easy to find that. But yeah. only Hillary is Hillary. <laughs> exactly. I put the little spice on there. <laughs> um, so what is your favorite part of the whole journey or process so far like what is your absolute what do you look forward to the most when you post a video um I really like when people post like thoughtful comments and stuff like that that I can respond to and I've been pretty bad about comments lately I've just been so busy but I like going back and forth and seeing the same names over and over in my comments and stuff like that um that is that means a lot to me that people keep coming back or they're like they'll tell me like oh uh I got my notification that you posted a video and I'm like people have notifications on for me like <laughs> so that, yes, we it, do. It's, it's so weird <laughs> um and I love that I've just been able to make a lot of really cool friends that I feel like in like I consider them real life friends you know yeah. it's uh, and 
maybe one bully, aka Nick's polish, who <laughs> makes my life everyone's all... bully. Yeah, really. <laughs> the, the, the nail world's bully. The nail world's bully, <laughs> Nick's polish. But yeah, I really like that. Um, and so even when there are days where I'm like, oh, I just don't want to film right now, or I don't want to edit right now, that is kind of what makes it worth it in the end. Mm-hmm. And it also. I love getting PR. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like the, I've started, I've started getting like a little bit of PR now. And that's like a cool feeling that to is. like, so I like to tell my parents, I'm like, yeah, I got this for free. And they're I like, can wow, see that's touching re- your hair in my, I, I, I yes. was literally just, I was just doing that. Yep. That's so yep. bad. That's, bad. <laughs> that's literally what I was doing. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of cool to be like, because I used to watch like PR hauls and stuff like yeah. that on YouTube, and I'm like, this is really cool. And now to be like, I get PR packages. Yeah, that, that it feels it feels good. That's yeah. awesome. Definitely like a wild feeling. I have I captured on a, a a clip on Twitch the first time that I got PR from Glistening Glow. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was cool. I got my first PR. But she did get her first I got PR. My first yeah, it was from Jill. <laughs> Uh, Glisten and Glow is the Valentine's trio, which is so cute. I love Glow. Uh, I love. I've loved Glil. Glisten and Glow Glil. slash Jill. <laughs> She's Glow. They're both great. She's Glow now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, because um, with the PR stuff, I I don't know. It's it's a little scary to me. I'm like, uh, I don't know how to handle like. You know, I feel like I'll have to say something nice about it or whatever. We enjoy making fun of the polishes. Yeah, I I like teasing them too much. I've had experiences like that. Yeah, where it's like, like brands have sent me PR where there's like no expectations. Like Orly is a good example of that where Mm -hmm. they're like, yeah, you're on our list. And then they just send me stuff. There's no instructions on what I must do or must not do. Like literally all they say is like tag us so that we see your post. Mm. But they've never set any kind of expectation that i even post anything Mm. and obviously you know brands eventually if you don't post stuff they may take you off their pr list but yeah it's like that's the worst that's gonna happen right that's the worst that's gonna happen but then i've had brands where they're like we want to quote unquote collab and and it's like they'll send me free product and then they want me to either do a dedicated video or dedicated post or something like that and i had a gel polish brand who they they offered polishes in exchange for video and I did that and gel videos do really badly on my channel that I've noticed like that even now they'll do half as well as a regular video and so I just don't do gel stuff anymore because personally while I think gel is pretty it's not my peak interest and it's clearly not my subscribers interest so why are why am I wasting both of our time you know and so after that first uh package I was like okay I'm just not gonna do any more gel and then they just without talking to me, sent me a second package. And I was like, well, it's just free, whatever. And then a couple weeks later, they started emailing me asking like, where's your post? Like, we need your post. And I was like, what are you talking about? There was no conversation. And you know, my videos are filled up. Like I'm, uh, the whole month is booked out. And they're like, well, then you at least need to do an Instagram post. And I said, no, I don't. We didn't discuss this. I said, don't send me any more PR. And then they didn't. And then a year later, a different representative was like, we would love to work with you. And I'm like, <laughs> We did. We we already did this. <laughs> Model Ones has reached out to me a couple times. They have like the big gel palettes and they basically, they didn't really say too much about what they wanted, more just like a post. But I explained to them, I'm like, hey, I don't, I don't post gel anymore. If you ever come up with like a regular nail polish line, I would be happy to. And they, they were like, great, we'll keep you in mind. But like, 
I don't know. I feel like some brands get really pushy about collabs. Mm-hmm. Like um, I had one that was asking me in around Thanksgiving. It wasn't even a nail company. It was this the this flower company, which I'm pretty sure I talked. I, I did get a collab with them for today's video. So you'll probably see that. But they they would ask me and they had such a tight deadline. And then I would respond and say, okay, that's cool. And then they wouldn't respond for like a week. And I'm like, you're giving me like a one day turnaround to make a video for this deadline. I can't do that. Yeah. And um, so like sometimes they get a little bit lax with the emails. And I've noticed a lot of them are based in China. So I think part of it is like there's a big time difference. But um, I prefer brands like Orly who they they give you pretty much free reign. And like Moxie, Moxie Nail Varnish was the first nail polish brand that ever reached out to me and offered PR. And all they said was like, hey, we just want your feedback on it. They didn't ask for a video. They just wanted me to try their nail polish because they were just starting and then give them any kind of like feedback that I wanted to give. And so that was a really cool experience for me to have as my first PR experience. And that kind of set the tone for me that I was like, that's what I want. I don't want to have to jump through hoops for a product that I don't necessarily love, you know? Yeah. How's the balance, Hillary? Like the work YouTube life <laughs> balance. How does that how does that go for you? Making two videos it's, a week. It's really stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> so at first it wasn't so bad because at first, like I said, I was only doing one video. Mm-hmm. And like this has always been a fun thing for me. It's not like I'm relying on the income from this channel because I only make a few hundred bucks a month off of ad revenue. So it's not like I'm like dying for those, like those monies, that money, whatever. Um, (laughs) But I think for me, the problem is that I, now I have expectations from other people. Yeah. And this is why, like, I don't play team games. I don't play team sports because I don't want anybody to rely on me for anything. (laughs) Because if I mess up, like, I want to be the only one affected by that. Like, I, I feel really bad. Like, even I was like what seven minutes late and I'm like I'm so sorry you guys like <laughs> yeah. I I don't like disappointing people even when it's like not a big deal yeah so for me I do feel a little anxious if like one week I'm like man I just don't have an idea I don't want to post I don't want to swatch anything I still feel like I have to force myself to do that because I don't want to let anybody down and it's like I do work a full-time job it's only like 40 hours a week so it's not so bad uh, I think the only reason that I'm able to maintain a really like strict schedule and get everything out on time every week is because I work from home three days a week. So mm-hmm. I can, when, when I have downtime at my job, I can turn to the left and swatch a polish while I'm waiting for emails to come in. It's, yeah. it, it, that is really the saving grace because my sister always asks me, she's like, how long does it take you to film one video? And I'm like, it really depends. You know, if it's yeah. just a chatty video It takes as long as the video is on your screen and then like maybe an extra like 30 to 40 minutes to edit out all the times I said, um, a hundred (laughs) times. But for like review videos, I have to swatch all the polishes and take the pictures. I have to do the like the live footage of that, which I I don't even know if anybody actually watches that stuff because I feel like mine is not that high quality. I like your swatches, um, but I have a whole like... I never knew how much work swatching was until I tried it myself. You can have it, those swatch videos. I don't want to do it. It takes it takes a long time. And then yeah. once I edit all the video together, I have to go in and do the voiceover for that part, which the voiceover gives me so much anxiety because I I have to talk 
enough to fit that certain block of time. Yeah. And no more and no less. And so, (laughs) so I, I do put a lot of time into it and especially the latter half of last year, Mm -hmm. most of my free time was YouTube and nail stuff. And I, after I did Vlogmas, I was like, I don't want to not do my other hobbies anymore. Like this, it's, it's making, I don't want to resent my nail hobby. And so I have set now, my schedule is on Mondays, I film videos for the next week and a half. So I'm always, I always have three to four videos ahead posted. Which, um, oh, pro, pro YouTuber. <laughs> I, <laughs> Seriously. I, someday, I Danny, you and me. Someday. <laughs> I live in the like future. I, I live in the future. Like the way I budget, the way I live my life, everything is like, two weeks in advance is already mm-hmm. done. Like, I, I don't know what that is, but so I always have like three to four videos. <laughs> what is Se- that? Severe you anxiety. That? You got to have a lot of anxiety. <laughs> um, so I have those videos. Don't worry, I posted. have that. It's just because of. <laughs> um, and then Monday I film the next three to four videos. And then Tuesday I try to edit all of that. Usually it doesn't all happen on Tuesday. I try to wrap that up on Wednesday and get everything uploaded. And then Friday, Saturday, no, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's when I can do my other stuff. And so far this year, it has been, it's only February 4th, but I feel like that has created a better balance for me. I've also limited myself. I'm like two videos a week. That's the max you can do right now. Unless like something emergent comes up because Towards like, I, I think it was like October, November, I was posting like three to four videos a week just because I had so many ideas. I was getting so many polishes to review and it was a lot of work. And so it's like I was doing my job, my like job that makes some money. And then I'm coming home and I'm doing YouTube, which has become a full time job in and of itself. And now it's like I'm on this health kick where it's like I'm trying to exercise daily and and not spend so much time on a screen. I'm trying to read more books. I'm trying to work on my cross stitch. And then in all that, I still have to find time to like say hello to my boyfriend who <laughs> I, I don't see because he works. He's been working 60 to 80 hours a week. Oh, so it, we're like boats in the night, like passing. We don't yeah. see each other much. Aww. And so I try to contain my youtube stuff to those couple of days because on the off chance that he is like home or has some spare time i at least want to like dedicate that time to him yeah it is it is tough to balance but for me i'm a big planner i Mm -hmm. i have a planner i i schedule everything out i literally create a schedule on the computer and then at the end of the week when it's like finalized for next week i like copy it down into my paper planner like i'm uptight about that (laughs) and and I try to stick to that schedule as closely as possible because it's just what I'm trying to say is I'm not spontaneous in the least (laughs) that's really what it comes down to you can't be spontaneous in order to make your life work like mine does (laughs) (laughs) um I guess that leads into like one one last YouTube question for for people like Stephanie and I who are relatively new to YouTube or anyone who's thinking about starting a YouTube channel what is your advice as a pro creator? Pro. <laughs> I feel like this is like the most cliche, most like common advice you hear, but like just start it. You know, I literally, I was like, I want to make, uh, I think my first video was fall polish picks for 2020. 
And I just made the video and it wasn't good. It, it, I, I've never rewatched it, but I can tell you it's not good. <laughs> I, I, I can just tell you that. I know. I, I used my phone camera at the time, which is the same thing that I still film on today. That same phone. I need to buy a real camera. And I, I just downloaded an editing software that a friend of mine said to use. I use uh, DaVinci, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And yeah, DaVinci Resolve. And I downloaded Audacity at this recommendation of the same friend. And I just slowly, like, I, I didn't try to pull out any stops. I didn't try to do anything fancy. I just made that first video because once I feel like once you take the first step at something, it makes the second step a lot easier, you know? And I was never like a performer. I was, I tell Stephanie, like I was band kid adjacent. Like all my friends were in yeah. band. All my friends were you in You were theater. that kid. Yeah. I, yeah. Was, I was in band and we had the little, the little group that weren't in yeah. band, but they were right there with us. Like- yeah. And, and I was never one to be like, the the one on stage and so i never thought like oh youtube is something that i would like to do mm-hmm. but i just started doing it and i didn't i didn't tell any of my family or my friends i didn't even tell my boyfriend until like i had gotten maybe like 20 or 30 subscribers oh really and huh. yeah i wow. just wow i'm very like i don't have a lot of self confidence when it comes to the, like doing something that i think is like like going to be something i don't mm-hmm. know so I don't tell people that I've started something until I'm into it because I don't want anybody to be like, oh, you failed. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but like, just use use what you have. That's the other thing. Don't go out and buy a bunch of new equipment yeah. to, to start this because you don't know if this is going to be for you. Right. You don't know if you're going to enjoy it. Uh, and a lot of that lighting and stuff, it's a huge investment to buy it all at once. It's very expensive. And for me, I just bought a crappy little ring light on Amazon. And that was like after like the second video. I was like, all right, I need more lighting in here. <laughs> and, and then I've, yeah. sl- I've slowly built stuff up. And then I, the only reason I even have a really nice ring light, I have, a, it's Elgato ring light. My best friends, Trevor and his wife, Allison, they bought me that for Christmas a couple years ago. And like, I keep meaning to buy like actual good lights, but I don't know. It just, I don't know. It just seems like I don't want to buy that. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, you can do a lot with what you already have. And that's really what it comes down to. You don't even have to buy new polishes to become a nail polish YouTuber. You can do a lot with what you already have. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's awesome. Um, All of your advice also transfers easily over to streaming too, which is nice, Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, that's great. (laughs) Thank you, Hillary. Uh, Hillary, have you ever watched Inside the Actor's Studio? No, I've never watched anything. Okay, good, because if you did, you might be like, ugh, cringe, why? Um, But instead, it's going to be cool and fun and not lame, as you say. Uh, Not lame. Not lame. Um, Anyway, um, I am going to read you, I guess it's also Bernard Pivot. I don't know who that is. There was a show I used to watch a lot as a kid. Uh, called Inside the Actor Studio because I was deep into theater and filmmaking and all that stuff. And my mom was incredibly supportive. <laughs> and so she made me watch every single thing that she could find that she thought would help me on my way. <laughs> um, and at the end of Inside the Actor Studio, which is where they would take a bunch of actors or one actor. I always think of the Simpsons episode with everybody from the Simpsons. <laughs> so I think of a group. Um, <laughs> but they take an actor 
And um, James Lipton, the host of the show, asked them this series of 10 questions at the end. And we were joking about doing it. We mentioned it to Jill and she said, and well, yeah, Jill's episode will probably come out before yours. Um, and she said, yes, do it. <laughs> um, so I was like, all right, we're going to do it. Um, and so this is going to be our thing now. And uh, everybody I enjoy. <laughs> so let us ask you this. Uh, this series of 10 questions. Um, and if you need a little time to think about it, I can always edit out your time thinking and you'll sound like a pro that didn't have to think about it. Awesome. Um, <laughs> I'm going to need a lot okay. of time. <laughs> okay. So question number one, what is your favorite word? Oh my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, wait, are these like just off the wall questions? Like not related to nails or anything? Correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Probably goulash. Love that. I'm hungry now. What is your least favorite word? pop oh i hate saying that <laughs> what turns you on ew <laughs> it doesn't have to be in that way yeah oh well now that's all i'm thinking about <laughs> well you can it can be that way <laughs> uh dude my grandma always says that she's like that really turns me on I'm like, grandma, that's we're gross. talking about we're talking about corn <laughs> like uh <laughs> That is gross, Grandma. She doesn't. She doesn't mean it in the sex way, right. but it's just like Grandma. That's not what we mean anymore, dude. I don't know. Um, Take your time. <laughs> a well organized room. Perfect. What turns you off? Uh, a disorganizer. Socks under the couch. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? I'm deaf. <laughs> There. <laughs> silence. <laughs> yeah, silence. Actually, weirdly, I like to listen to ASMR, but I have to turn the volume all the way up. So yeah. I don't think you're there supposed you to do that. What's your favorite ASMR? Um, I like there's this <laughs> there's this guy. His name is ASMR Zeitgeist. He's I think he's like German, and he has a really nice voice. But I also love this Australian kid who has like. A kind of janky setup but he's got like millions of followers and his name is jojo asmr and randomly he'll just start breaking out into like joker quotes <laughs> and he calls it his joe joker and i'm like this was the most like it, it threw me for a loop i thought it was really funny <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate the sound of chewing it enrages me yeah that's that's valid <laughs> this show <laughs> Uh, what is your favorite curse word? I guess I don't really have one. They're all just so good. Um, Do you want to choose? or? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Okay. I don't know. I say the F one a lot. That one's mm. that one's just the easiest one. <laughs> a classic. Yes. Yeah. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Uh, Actually, I really wanted to be a mortician growing up. So we that's just what, talking about morticians. Yeah, that's what I wanted to actually originally do. And then um, one of my parents was like, I don't think you can do that. And said she wouldn't sign my student loan. So mm. I, I, apparently I chose to go into unemployment with a Japanese degree. So <laughs> <laughs> what? That's yes, much better. Like, mom. <laughs> People are always dying. Not everybody speaks <laughs> Japanese, so. What profession would you not like to do? Uh, anything in food service. I would not survive. Like, I admire anybody who works in food service because I 
I don't touch food with my hands typically. Um, I'm getting better, but like, I just can't do it. It, it. They seem so gross. The kitchens, like I couldn't handle that. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Ah, my favorite butter queen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway, that was amazing. Thank you so much, Hillary, for being thank here you, with us today. You. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course, anytime. And I'm sure our audience agrees. Anytime. Yes. I'm sure they're going to love this. <laughs> I better be a uh, fan favorite. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, we're fans and you're our favorite. So there we go. <laughs> oh, that works. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to check out Danny and I on Twitch and Instagram. Also, Check out Hillary Mediocre Manny's on Instagram and YouTube. I am Fanatic here. She is Danny Shout. All of our links are in the description. Join us next time where we pit nail YouTubers against each other in a Coliseum style deathmatch over a pit of lava. Stay lacquered. <laughs> <laughs>